Welcome to the Masterful Coach Podcast with Molly Claire, where coaches learn skill mastery, business mastery, and life mastery at a whole new level. If you're ready to create a meaningful coaching business that makes a difference, you're in the right place. And now your host, Master Coach Instructor, Molly Claire. Hey coach. All right. I've got a special treat for you today. I'm interviewing Andrea Giles on the podcast. Andrea was one of our first members in the coaching collective and has been with us from the beginning and has worked in our business as well. And Andrea has such an amazing story. The thing I love about this interview with Andrea is that she shares the what's real behind the scenes and what was real behind the scenes for her as she started her business. And we talk about with Andrea, and her story, how a lot of the foundation of that first year didn't look like a lot in her business, but it set her up for such success and growth. So I'm so grateful for Andrea's openness and her vulnerability. She is such an example of a coach who stays committed and makes it happen. So I hope you enjoy this podcast with Andrea. Hey, coaches. Okay, you are in for a treat today. I have Andrea Giles here, who is an amazing coach, amazing business builder, and I am so inspired by her and her story. I'm going to like cry even thinking about it. So I'm just really excited to um, bring Andrea here. Hello, Andrea. Hello, Molly. Thank (laughs) you so much for having me. So fun to have you. I'm just like thinking back on all of the coaching calls over the last couple of years, and I'm excited to share a little of your story today. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. So first of all, tell the people, who are you? Tell us about your coaching practice. Okay. So I'm Andrea Giles. I coach women who have dealt with infidelity in their marriage, and most of them are trying to decide if they're going to stay or leave. And I help them with that, people who have already, like if the decisions already be made, men made for them, I help them get clarity about how they want to move forward and teach them the tools and skills that they need to do that. Awesome. Love it. Okay. So today I brought Andrea on because I wanted to talk about self-trust. And I think that as I've worked with Andrea and I've seen you build your business, I've seen this be such a big key piece for you in building your business. Yes. 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 And one thing, so Andrea, in your personal life, you have how many kids? Come on, tell us. (laughs) So many kids. I have, I have 11 kids and one in the oven. So this is my seventh biological kid that's coming. And then I have five bonus kids and it's just me and my husband. We're our first spouses have both passed away. It's us all the time. Mm -hmm. It's pretty natty. (laughs) There's a lot of them. Yes, I know. You're like, you're one of the only people that can beat me out with the blends. I've got eight, but you right. like, you right. got me way beat out. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if that's like, should I get a price for that? Or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we should get something. You should yeah, definitely really get should. something. So, and that's one of the things, like, I know as we kind of talked about getting together with this podcast, I remember when you first joined the collective and doing those personal mastery calls with you. And I see you laughing here. <laughs> you uh, remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. do I. You know, I had a lot of teas, a lot of thoughts about your life because I know what it's like to have the amount of kids that I have. And in the collective, for those of you that, that aren't a part of the collective, we have personal mastery calls. And right now they have mentor calls. But some of these calls were just like 
me and you, Andrea, right? Or you and Amy, a lot of those calls that we were doing were not really focused on business, but really you and your personal life and what you were dealing with. And I think this is important. I think this ties into this topic of self-trust to really take a look at like where we all start, right? And the challenges that are in the way of building a business. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes I go and look at video recordings of uh-huh. when I started. I'm like, oh, you're so cute. Look at you. Like mm-hmm. I I had eight kids living at home during mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. And we lived in a house that was, I mean, eight kids, right? Like it was pretty yeah. tight, right? I didn't have an office. There was nowhere in my bedroom to set up like even a desk. So I was either in my corner office, which was a corner in the living room with a bar stool and mm-hmm. big fat books. And then my, my laptop stacked on top of it mm-hmm. in the corner or in my bed at times in my bed, sitting in my bed, talking to Molly. I remember that too. Yes. Yeah. I, know. I remember you'd be in your room and I know also you were going through different health challenges and stuff mm-hmm. as well with not having a lot of energy, having yes. some fatigue. So yeah. you've got the kids, the blend, right? The household, the health and all of that. And you were just like doing the thing. You were in the coaching collective. You're like, I'm going to build this business, but we've really, you knew you needed to attend to you and your life, right? And make sure that was in place before you could do, do all of it, do the thing. Yes. Yes. 100%. Yeah. I, I remember when I joined and it's kind of fun because I was the, in the first the first round of the coaching collective. And I remember mm-hmm. reading the copy, reading the sales page going, I have to join. Like I knew it. It was just like, mm-hmm. oh, they totally are calling me out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that's me. Mm-hmm. And I remember the timing of it was interesting because I had just graduated from LCS. I was in the, the entree track, entrepreneur track. So there are assignments and things with that. And then I joined the coaching collective and did it at the same time. And for me, it was the greatest gift I could give myself because a lot of the time that we were meeting, it was during the summer. If you remember, like a Mm -hmm. lot of it was during the summer Mm -hmm. and I had eight kids at home, most Mm -hmm. like a lot of the time. Right. And it was such a gift to give myself to, to keep my head in it. Right. Like to keep my head in the coaching world, moving forward, challenging myself And it did teach me, I mean, this is about self-trust that if you don't give up and just keep showing up, you will not fail, period. You will not fail. So that's where I was not busting it to like build my business, to go gangbusters with my business. That summer I was hanging on and Mm -hmm. like, you know, I coached a a few clients and I showed up to every, every call for the coaching Mm -hmm. collective. Mm -hmm. And that's how I just kept that was my keeping going was just mm-hmm. sh- consistently showing up, doing the work inside the collective. And it really paid off when yeah. I was ready to kind of light that fire under my business. Yes. yes. I think there's so much value in this because I know coaches listening are relating to some of the things that you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I know when I think back to when I started, same thing, I had a desk in the corner of my daughter's room, right? Uh-huh. And back then I had like a landline and I was using free conference call hd.com to like do the calls. I love right? The beginning phase of building a business, there's nothing like sexy about it, right? Yes. And, and mm-hmm. especially when you are figuring out how to build this business from the ground up and managing your personal life as well. Well, 
And I think it can be very easy to say this isn't the right time, right? It will happen when. And I know for me, I want to just share a little bit about my story. I remember when I found coaching, I knew that I needed to do it. And what I told myself is one day I'm going to do that because at the time I had chronic fatigue, my marriage not going so great and, you know, had my three kids and the timing did not seem right to me. And luckily for me, I got an email from the Life Coach School with a message saying, you know, that the founder of the school, Brooke Castillo herself, was teaching one last class. And so I'm grateful for that because it it pushed me, instead of being in the space of one day I'll do it, it made me say, I have to do this right now. And I jumped in and then I never looked back. And yeah. so, so I think there's a lot of value in what you're saying, because I know you coaches listening out there relate to some of these things or wonder, well, maybe now's not the time. But I think for you, Andrea, you hit it on the head. Like this was your commitment to staying in it and moving forward, even though you weren't creating a lot in your business at the time, you were setting a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love That's it. Right. Okay. So tell me when you think about self-trust, and I know we've talked about the collective specifically, what do you think of as self-trust or what did you learn working through this program about what self-trust is for you? So I've been thinking about that a lot. I, I feel like for me, where I have grown so much in this, in this area is just this deep inner knowing that no matter how miserable I might feel in the moment as I'm growing my business, as I'm dealing with whatever, that I will come through it and that I will be okay and that I can count on me, that I can count on myself, that I will always show up, that yes. I won't quit. Yes. And when I first started coaching, I, I had a lot of drama about that because I, I've always been a stay-at-home mom. I didn't come into coaching with a background in corporate or, mm-hmm. you know, anything fancy. I, I came in it because I knew that I wanted to help people. That's why I did it. So I had a lot of doubt about my ability to, to grow a business, to do this thing, like even keep my commitment to doing it. Like I was kind of afraid of what if I fail? What if I, you know, quit? And what I've learned over time is that it is just not an option. Like it's not like I will, I won't quit. And that when I have those moments, which I still do, of feeling like, oh, this is this is really uncomfortable. I trust myself that I will keep going through it, that I will hang in there with the discomfort, push through the discomfort and get to the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And of course, only to be met with a new kind of discomfort, right? right. It's never right. over. It never right. goes away. I it's know. At the, at the different levels, but I trust myself now that it's okay. Like even in the discomfort, like I've got myself. Yeah. The other piece to it is just in decision-making. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. There, there there've been many times where I thought I was going to do something. And then like, I've had plenty of fails. I've had plenty of things that I thought were a good idea and that I've scrapped and that I, I know that I'll just figure it out and keep going. And it's not a problem. It's Mm -hmm. not a problem. It's not a problem to get it wrong sometimes mm-hmm. I can still jump back in and keep going. And that's such a gift, right? Yes. Such a gift to know that about yourself. Yes. And it's like, as you're talking, it's so clear that you have that certainty in yourself and that confidence there. And I think about like, you know, we, we become coaches and we have all these skills we're learning, right? 
sales, marketing, how to be a leader, how to run a business. But truly, I think that self-trust, that confidence in your capability is the best skill. Mm-hmm. It's the one behind it all, right? Everything Absolutely. else is just there's a million different ways you can do sales or marketing or whatever. But having that as the foundation, that's the key because the only way that you're going to fail is if you quit, right? Absolutely. Right. You quit. Yeah. I think for me, a thought that I have rehearsed many times is I'll figure it out. Like I'll mm-hmm. figure, I, I trust myself that if it's a, a tech thing, which Ah, uh, I do not enjoy tech stuff. And I've mm-hmm. shed tears for tech mm-hmm. stuff, you know, but it's like, Andrea, you, you know, you'll figure it out. You know, you're going to figure it out because I just know that I'm not going to quit. Right. Yeah. I know that I'm going to keep going. And part of that self-trust is that I know that I can ask people for help, that yes. I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to figure it all out that it's that I'll figure it out. And sometimes figuring it out is asking for help or yes. hiring help or, you know, getting beyond your own head. <laughs> yes. Something. Yeah. And I think also that confidence makes it easier to do that, right? Because yes. you're no longer in this place of doubt and insecurity and thinking that you either should figure it out or yeah. almost like just indulging in, I don't know what to do. Instead, you have that certainty and you see it as no big deal. And yeah. You move forward. I remember Molly, this is back when you and Amy were doing the one-on-one calls for the mm-hmm. coaching collective, you're both on the call. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying to you in that call that I felt guilty because I felt like I should have it figured out on my own. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that anymore at all. Yeah. I just don't like, why should I, why, yeah. why should I have this figured out? Right. Would I figure it out? Yep. But why not like speed along the process by bringing in people who can help me? Yes. <laughs> yes. I know, right? We've been talking about in the collective with our sales launch coming up, some of the poisonous thoughts, right? This makes me think of it. And I'm going to be doing an episode on this. It's like, I should be further along. I should have figured this out. I should know what I'm doing. We have such high expectations that we should know stuff that we like never had the opportunity to learn. Yes. Right. Why should we know it? Yeah. I've had no reason to learn marketing while I was staying at home. Right. Right. Other than like selling your kids on the importance of taking a nap, right? Right. (laughs) Doing their chores. (laughs) Okay. So I want to know from you, how would you describe when you think about how self-trust comes into play for you on a regular basis in your business? Mm -hmm. How do you see it playing an important role? Oh, it's huge. It's, it's, it's become one of the most important pieces of, of my business. And I'll try to articulate this well. Okay. So something that I have learned is that part of self-trust, I believe, is really paying attention to what you want, Mm -hmm. like really listening to what you want, not what other people think you should want. It's listening to what you want. And part of self-trust for me has been honoring what I want, even if not a person in the world understands. Mm -hmm. And part of the self-trust that I've come to understand and appreciate so much is that when I name what I want and honor what I want and don't negotiate with it, it helps everyone around me. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that, like, for example, with coaching, every time I raise my prices, it feels super uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. It feels uncomfortable, but I check in and say, do you like your reasons? Is this where you want to take your business? And if the answer is yes, I let that be stronger than any doubt 
any of the drama. I let that kind of be like my North star and trust that by me honoring it, I will be a better coach. I will be a better leader. I will show up from that space. And so I've learned not to negotiate with myself. Yes. I'm from practicing it and honing this trust in myself that there's a reason why I want the things that I want. Those reasons are good. And that the more I trust it, the more I elevate myself and the people around me. And it's just, it's like magic. It's so cool to watch. I think that's such a great way to think about it and look at it because as coaches, oftentimes we're natural helpers. We want to help everyone else, right? And sometimes to the detriment of us or putting our needs aside. And so I love that framing. It's that whole idea of like, when I honor me, when I honor what I want, when I stay committed and true to me, it helps everyone else. It's true, right? But it's sometimes hard for us to see it that way. Yes. Yeah. And it's always so fun. It's It really is like magic that when I... When I like, I'm going back to like raising my prices. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I I raised my prices earlier in the year and I remember feeling nervous about it, but really just recommitting to it over and over because I did like my reasons for it. Yeah. And then this is what I started to see. I started to see these clients that showed up and they were ready to go. Mm -hmm. Like they had a transformation when they handed over the money because Mm -hmm. it was elevating their concept of themselves. what they thought they were worth, what they thought that they were capable of. And they, I've had, I've had people do all kinds of things to be able to pay for coaching and it's inspiring, right? It's inspiring. And and to watch them often before they even come to the first session, Mm -hmm. have had some kind of amazing thing happen in their life because they have elevated their own self-concept by saying, yes, I am worth this price. And guess who else is elevated on the other end? I am. Mm-hmm. because it's me needing to see myself as this coach at this level mm-hmm. and showing up at that level. Mm-hmm. And so that's just one example of how it helps, helps yeah. me and it helps them. I totally agree. I mean, I think back to when I was going through my divorce and I, and like, I had this moment that I knew I am committed to making my life better than this and I'm going to pay the best coach that I know. And it was like, I didn't need at that time a handout or a discount. What I needed was to say, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm paying top dollar to get a top dollar quality of life, right? I think it has a huge impact. Yes. And I think even by requiring that of your clients, you're really kind of leading them on this path of, of self-trust as well and self-confidence, right? Yep. 100%. Yes. Yes. Because what do they have to believe about themselves? Yes. That they're that they're worth it, that they are, that they they matter, right? That they yes. count their life experience matters. Yes. Yeah, That's totally. Yeah. I think I feel, Andrea, like you're such a good example to other coaches of someone who is really committed to where you're headed and you've internalized all of it. Like I think about, you know, because in the beginning of the collective, of course, we talk about, I think it was you, Andrea, that said, you think of the collective as like slowing down to go fast because everyone gets in and they're like, okay, I want to do the ads and do the videos and put the Mm -hmm. stuff. And we're like, hold on, let's put the brakes on. What do you want? Who are you? What is it that you desire in your life and business? And I feel like you've really taken that in and committed to it. And I just see that you've been such a good example of that consistency and going all in on giving yourself permission to want. 
Well, thank this you. is the life I want, right? Thank you. Making I will say happy. for anybody who's listening that that first year when I did the coaching collective, full transparency here, that year I was, I was committed, like I said, to keeping my head in it, mm-hmm. to building consistency with myself, building that trust that I'm going to show up. I'm going to keep coming. I'm going to do the assignments. I'm going to show up. I was not in a spot where I wanted loads of clients, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't there. I had eight kids at home. I wasn't to that spot yet. However, it laid the most powerful foundation. So if you looked at how much money I made that year, it's not mm-hmm. impressive at all. Uh-huh. 6,700 bucks. Okay. The next year, however, I broke a hundred thousand because I was ready. Mm-hmm. Like I had built such a foundation of trust that I, I was ready. I was ready yes. to take the clients. I was ready to, ready to go. Right. Yes. And your goal was 50,000 that it was year. 50. So yep. you doubled it. Yeah. And I, I do think that's so worth talking about because it can be so discouraging for new coaches. I didn't make very much money when I first started, huh. but it's laying that foundation. And then it just kind of, it goes up so quickly that's, when you have a good foundation. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. And I heard something this last week that stuck with me. It was something like, it doesn't take time. It takes alignment. And yes. what that means to me is that I was very, very intentional that first year of being honest with myself. What I wanted was to be with, I had two seniors living at home and I wanted to be present, right? I wanted to help them get out the door and continue to work with my business, but be more present with my family than having lots of clients that year. Mm-hmm. And that was alignment for me right? That was, that was aligned. And then the next year, what felt like alignment to me was to really put myself out there and help a lot of people. Yeah. And it happened quickly. It happened when I I, I was aligned. I was like, all right, here we go. Right. And I think it's been so fun to watch because Andrea started working for us in the collective, right. And leading our sales team and all of that. And sadly, as your business has gotten so big and amazing, we have had to let Andrea go in that capacity. But that's really what we want, right? We want you to have that. And now it's been so fun to talk to you. I think back to when we were having those calls, when you, you know, had all the kids and the blending and the just the stuff, the life going, right? And now when we talk about helping you scale the way you are going to that next level, even with this new surprise baby coming in, it's like your level of certainty and vision in what you're like, how you're scaling this is phenomenal. It's really exciting to think about. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I will say the the curveball of this baby threw me for a while (laughs) and I had to get back in alignment. Like Andrea, it's okay. Yes. You know, my brain offered all the drama of, oh, you're going to have to quit because that's all I've ever, when I've had babies, I've been a stay at home mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then going back to self-trust, going back to self-trust, what if you could do both? What if you could be an amazing mom to this new one and continue to grow your business? And ultimately that's what I want. Yeah. So I'm opening myself up to continuing to step into that, not knowing every detail of how it's going to work, right? but trusting that it will work. Right, right. It matters to me. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of times people hear, I can do this and do this. And we have this sense, I almost have this like visceral reaction of like spreading yourself thin, expecting Mm -hmm. too much, but that's not it at all. No. Right. It's really like 
what if these two things can fit together in a way that aligns with me and my life and what I want, right? That's when we're thinking from that higher level, right? A higher view rather than the go-to view of we just need to do more, be more, spread ourselves thin and be a, you know, crazy person trying to manage too many things. That's not what it is at all. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 I feel like the more I tune into what I actually want, when I spend the time I want to spend in my business intentionally and spend the time with my family intentionally, I get Mm -hmm. so much more out of each experience, right? Yes. Instead of feeling guilty while I'm in my office working because the kids are out there, right? Oh yes. They're good. And, and I'm, I, I've learned to teach myself like why it is working, like why the things that I want are also working for the people behind my door that they're right now. I've got a bunch of kids behind my door and going, why does it matter that I'm in here on a podcast Mm -hmm. and I'm letting them kind of fend for themselves right now. And I can back it up with like reasons Mm -hmm. that I like, Mm -hmm. because I have done that work instead of feeling guilty. Right. Yes. And I think for coaches listening that are like, oh, wouldn't it be nice? Believe me, like we don't get here overnight, right? It's a process. Like I remember feeling the pull, the, you know, the guilt, the, all of the questioning, all of the doubt, all of that. And I kept working toward moving to this place you're describing, right? And then it was kind of like over time, you just realize one day I did anyway. I was like, oh, I kind of have this figured out. I'm at peace with what's behind my office door or like outside my office door. I'm at peace with what's in my office. I'm at peace with me. And so I think it's a matter of continuing to really lean into solving for it and answering the questions for yourself rather than just resisting guilt and staying in that cycle of feeling pulled in two directions. Yes, exactly. I love that you said solving for it because that's exactly what it is. Like if I want this and I want this, our brains go to that all or nothing. I can't have both. Yes, totally. If I could have both and feel really at peace and like it's working, what would that look like? And then taking our brain to that place. Yes, exactly. So we can align with what we want in our life. Yes. Okay. I'd love for you to share any kind of moment of like vulnerability or doubt that you overcame that stands out to you. I have a big one. And this was with, with Molly and Amy coaching, coaching with you and Amy, probably my biggest hang up in, in becoming a coach was that it's around this thought that I am more insecure than other people. Mm -hmm. And I brought that to coaching. And I remember just crying, like crying, like it felt so real. It felt so real. I even had like somebody kind of important in my life when I was like 20 years old, tell me that my biggest weakness was how insecure I was as if he were just telling me the weather. Mm, Yeah. And and I believed him and I carried that around and like, Oh, you can't do that. You're, you're too insecure. And so that butt up so strong against what I was seeing, like, you know, I'm growing, I'm doing this thing that takes a lot of courage yet. I still had this lingering story that really wreaked havoc sometimes. And so I brought it to a call and I was crying and it just felt so true. Like, like just yeah. a circumstance you're, you're too insecure. Right. And the coaching I got at a, a couple different times, it took me a couple times to really unravel this, but I think one session with you and one with, with Amy was around pretty much making peace with, with insecurity and just going, 
What if it's not a problem? What if it's just there sometimes and you get to decide, like I was making it mean that because it was there, I could not be successful. Yeah. Right. Right. Cause this thing is there. And the coaching I got was that kind of like, so what? Like, so what that you feel insecure. Sometimes you're a, a human that sometimes feels insecure yes. and it, it, it's, it might sound simple, but in my mind, like it, I could finally see the difference between it being a circumstance and just a, a, a feeling. I was just feeling this feeling. Yeah. And then I got to make it mean whatever I wanted. And from yeah. that moment on, it has loosened its grip. Like yeah. it's so much, like so much, it just like cracked it open and allowed me to see that I didn't have to wait for this to go away before I could do whatever I wanted. Right. Right. It was allowed to come along, come along. And as I have practiced that and come more peaceful with that feeling of insecurity, it has decreased more and more where it doesn't show up really as often. Yes. It's kind of like we have this you have a feeling of insecurity, right? Mm-hmm. Thoughts, feelings, this, this experience of insecurity. And then that in and of itself becomes a problematic circumstance. Totally. Like just the fact that you're thinking and feeling it, then you have all of these thoughts about that, right? Like yep. how can I build this business if I am feeling insecure? Yep. Right. Whereas like, yeah, it's just there. I actually had a conversation about this today with some of my students. And one of them asked me, cause we were talking about that even in coaching, that any coach is going to feel doubt sometimes, right? And I have these new coaches that are saying, like, I feel this doubt and then they get stuck in their head. And I was talking about everyone having doubt. And one of my students asked me, um, when was the last time you felt doubt when you were coaching? And I said, I probably feel it all the time, but I just don't notice it, (laughs) right? Because you're coaching and sure you have like doubts coming in and it's like, okay, I just don't pay attention to them, right? What I pay attention to is staying connected with the client. What do I think this client needs? And so it's kind of reminds me of exactly the same thing when we can make room for that insecurity and doubt and all of it to be there. And it doesn't have to be a big deal. Then it doesn't have to rule our life or decide what's possible. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And it's also a, a huge lesson to me that I can have a sometimes really messy brain and still be successful. Who knew, right? right? Who knew? We wait to have things all lined up and we're just perfectly coached and like just, you know, killing it. And then we can be successful. And what I've learned is I'd be waiting a very long time. (laughs) No, right? Yeah, like forever. Yeah, that's (laughs) right. I know. Like, let's just move forward and do it. Let's create everything we want with our messy brain. With the mess. <laughs> yes. yes, that's right. Okay, yes. so thinking about where you are and how far you've come in your business. I'd love for you to share um maybe like one or two of the best decisions for you. Okay, you yeah. For sure I look back at you know just deciding to become a coach. I went through the life coach school. Mm-hmm. Um for me when I first started lo- learning about the life coach school, it was kind of a a loud kind of like Molly instant recognition, this is what you need to do. You need to do it now. And yeah. so I did. Um, that was just life-changing for me to kind of put a stake in the ground and say that I matter and that yes. I have something to offer and go for it. And so I did that. 
the next thing that I will say is the decision to join the coaching collective. It was again, one of those times where I recognized it, like we're all being offered things all the time, right? Oh yeah. We see this program or this program or this product or this, whatever course, right. All the time, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. For me, when I, I remember when I was reading through the materials about the coaching collective, I, I knew it. Like I knew this, it was as if it was for me. Like that's what it felt. My only hesitation was like I said earlier was, shouldn't I be able to do this by myself? Mm, yeah. And, yeah. And so I want to say that for any people who are listening, who are, who can relate, why should yeah. you do it by yourself? Yeah. Do it with friends and people who have gone before you and can, right. You know, it was such a good decision for me. Like I loved it so much. I loved it so much. I went through it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you did the first level and then you did VIP mentor did. level. Yeah. And now in the mastermind, of course. Yeah, I'm in the yeah. mastermind now. Yeah. yeah. And I think for me, I mean, for so many reasons, but it just, it, it definitely more than anything else that I have done, the coaching collective is what really helped build that self-trust. I remember distinctly going in feeling shaky as a brand new coach. Like, am I really a coach? Can I actually help anybody? And I remember when I left just feeling so much more grounded, just so much more settled in my head. Like, yes, Andrea, you can do this. Yes, you can be successful. Yes, you can come up with content and create awesome things. And oh, like so amazing. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. So for me, that was another huge decision. Um, I will say, I mean, for me, I feel so blessed that I got to work in the coaching collective, like so amazing, like to. So fun to have you like behind the scenes. as Yes. I just loved it. It's such an honor, such an honor. And, and so I feel like that decision was a really pivotal one for me Yeah, that has really blessed my own business in huge ways because it was like, again, I've been a stay at home mom and to be hired, right. Hired Mm -hmm. in this position and Mm -hmm. to feel you know, proficient at it. Like I can do it well. Mm-hmm. And then that just helped build my self-trust, right. Build mm-hmm. my, my confidence in myself that, mm-hmm. that I can do this, that I can mm-hmm. be successful mm-hmm. as a coach. Mm-hmm. I love it. And as all you coaches that are listening, I think it's important to notice that Andrea, you didn't wait until you had full self-trust or full self-confidence. You were shaky. Oh, you yeah. felt insecure. You yeah. had doubts, but you took the step, Right. And I think that's all of us. Like, it's just like you were saying, if we're waiting to have all the confidence before we do it, we're never going to get there. Yeah, (laughs) And I think that, yeah, you know, as we, as we built the program and as we watch people start coming through, I think the things at the end of the day that they come through with everyone wants like this tangible thing, what is it? Right. Right. But what we see is people have, people are grounded in themselves. They have self-trust. They have confidence in their abilities to build a business, confident in their abilities to coach, and they are comfortable and clear on what they want in their life, right? So it's like no more compare and despair. Instead, this is what I want. I'm allowed to want this and I'm, I am capable of creating it. Yeah. And is there a a price tag that you can even attach to that? I don't (laughs) think so. I know, right? I know it's kind of like, even when I've just trained coaches in, you know, their coach certification, it's like, you think that you paid this money to be a coach, but really what you're getting out of this is you're changing your own life. And that's 
that's like, you can't put a price on that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Okay. So I want to know from you how you think, so right now you are creating an amazing business. Andrea and I, we, when we talked in, in California after advanced relationship coach training at that dinner, you were like, I want big things. Like, I don't just want a small business. Yeah. Right. I want something big and I totally relate. And that's what we're doing. So let me tell you, or let me ask you, as you are moving toward this Mm -hmm. next level of your business that you're creating while keeping your priorities, how do you see self-trust coming into play? What does it look Mm -hmm. like for you? Yeah. I feel like for me, where I'm at right now is, is going from this, this shift from being trusting myself as a coach mm-hmm. and as a leader mm-hmm. to being like a powerful CEO. Yes. And it even, you know, even saying that out loud feels a little uncomfortable, not going to lie, <laughs> because it's kind of who I'm moving into. So it's like that identity shift. Yes, it is yeah. like that. I am because what that looks like for me is hiring people, um, like being the boss, the CEO, right? Yes. Yes. And and so I feel like where that self-trust comes in is in so many levels. It's not about, I'll just get it right every time and knock it out of the park. Nope. I realize I'm well aware that sometimes I'll probably bomb. Sometimes I will make mistakes and have something that I've worked hard on and need to reconfigure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I've watched from you, Molly. I've watched Molly so many times in, in her business, put all this time into things and be like, nope, scrapping it, starting over. And she doesn't make it any mean anything. She just like, oh, it was an idea. Let's try another idea. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that comes from that really strong self-trust that it's not a problem mm-hmm. that you'll figure out that, you know, again, like if you just keep trying, you're going to hit the the target. Yeah. And so for me moving forward, as I look to particularly next year where I'm going to be taking some maternity leave, but I still have goals and I still at the root of it is there are a lot of people who need help. There are a lot of people who are really, really suffering and I want to help them. Yeah. And that self-trust comes in and trusting that I'm the person that they are waiting for, that they're waiting to work with me particularly with me. And then I have to get my brain on board of why they're waiting to work with me. Why me? Right. Yes. What is it about me that they want that they want. And so I've had like all of those things have been like all the, all the work that I continue to practice. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. It's amazing. You're inspiring to me. And I know to so many people listening because it's just like, this is how it begins, right? We begin uncertain, not really sure. Uh, what we're doing, trying to figure it all out. And I just think you're such a great example of commitment of like putting, putting in the work, taking steps forward and really committing to what you want. So, well, thank you. Thank you. you. Thanks for, can I say one more thing, Molly? Yes. The other piece I want to just add for, for coaches listening is that I know we see these coaches who like are constantly creating new content, constantly you know, posting and producing and all of that. That's not me. And I I say that because I think that we, we think that we need to look a certain way or move at a certain pace. And me personally, if you look at like different times where I've shifted things in my business, I'm not super fast at like, I kind of take my time until I feel good and ready. 
not like waiting to feel ready, but when I really trust that it's the right time to take the next step forward. And you know what? It has served me well. Like it, yeah. it has served me well. And like financially, it hasn't hurt me. It's, it's helped me because taking my time and things has helped me get a, a much clearer understanding of the layout, the, you know, in front of me, the people that I'm serving, really getting to know what they need before I'm like, oh, and now I need to go do this and I need to offer this and this. And I just am not that coach. Yeah. And there are plenty of people who are, and that's not a problem. But I'm saying for those of you who are kind of the slow and steady type, that would be me. And yeah. It's, it's worked out really well. It's fine. It's not a yes. problem. I love it. I love it. I think making room for everyone's different work styles, right? Yes. And like yes. Amy and I have a different work style in the collective right. too. And yeah. I have to say before we finish up, it's so funny. So I love um, turtles, you know, those chocolate turtles that have, did I already tell you this, Andrea? I might did, have told tell everybody. It's okay. Yes, I love so it. there are these, um, they're, they're turtles, basically they're chocolate pecan caramel, right? But they're called millionaires. And that's like what it says on the bag. And I still have the bag. I bought them one day. I'm like, I am keeping this. And I love to think about that because it just like something that maybe disguised as a turtle, right? But it is like steadily moving along. All of a sudden, guess what? It's actually a millionaire. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so Absolutely. Just got to keep going, yeah. right? So fun. Got to keep going. Well, thank you so much for being here. You're such an inspiration. We love having you in the collective. And also tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, sure. So my website's andreagiles.com. I have an Instagram, it's um, Andrea Giles Coaching. And then my podcast, I have a podcast. I'm a host of the Heal from Infidelity podcast. And that's, you can just look it up, Heal from Infidelity, Andrea Giles. So that's so awesome. Yeah, that's where you can find Such me. an amazing resource for these people going through something really challenging. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Love it. And Andrea also um, does our dream come true result calls in the coaching collective. Yep. So our coaches get a glimpse of her in that program. And so. Yep. I still keep my foot in the door. Where I I can. <laughs> we can't let her go completely. <laughs> that's so, right. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Andrea. You bet. Thank you so, so nice much for having you. me. I appreciate right. it. Thanks for listening to the Masterful Coach Podcast. You can check out www.thecoachingcollective.com for info about the ultimate program for coaches building a business. To find out more about Molly, you can visit www.mollyclaire.com.